With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Welcome to the Opposition Research Podcast here on HawkeyeNation.com. My name is Andrew Downs. Each week I'll find a beat reporter, blogger, or broadcaster that covers Iowa's upcoming opponent. If you have a suggestion for who I should talk to in a given week, or if you have questions you'd like me to ask, you can find me on Twitter at Andrew C. Downs. Let's get to this week's game. Iowa hosts Nebraska on Black Friday at noon. The Huskers are 1-3 coming off a loss to Illinois. Iowa, of course, is riding a three-game winning streak. My guest today is the sports director at KLIN Radio in Lincoln, and he is a buddy of mine, Caleb Henry. Caleb, thanks for the time today. Hey, what's up? It's uh, it's Iowa hate week. Oh, I don't get to say that on this one. <laughs> it's, other, it's other places I get to say that. It's... Uh, it's Nebraska Iowa week. That's what this is. Is that a real thing? Iowa hate week. I mean, how how is this rivalry no. perceived in in Nebraska, or or is it not even considered a rivalry? No, it's definitely a rivalry. Like it's a rivalry. That's not even a question. But would it be like the the game gets done on Saturday and so the the week flips to Sunday? It's not like what was going on in the Big Twelve, where it's okay. It's Texas hate week. Right. It's Oklahoma hate week. It's Kansas State, Missouri, Colorado, like that's not the case. It is it's Iowa week, but I don't think there's like there's not a hatred, but the way social media has gone over the last couple of years, and deservedly so, because Iowa's been dominating this series, um, and especially the more game winning kicks uh you can get from Duncan who turns and kisses to the crowd and are you not entertained, those kinds of things make a rivalry better. Um, and, and like, it is a rivalry here and there are some blue hairs who are going to say, Nope, our only rivals are Oklahoma. It's like, okay, dude, that's not what the case is, but yes, this is a significant game. This is a red ink circled on the calendar game. Um, and the way 2020 is going, this game means much more to Nebraska season. Like Iowa wants to win some stuff, but right now this big 10 West thing looks like Northwestern's running away with it this game means a lot more to Nebraska long-term than I think it does to Iowa. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. And, and we'll get to some of that stuff here in, in a little bit. We'll, we'll go back to last Saturday. It was a tough game against Illinois. Uh, from what I saw <laughs> coming out of, out of Lincoln yesterday, it seems like the team thinks that the problems that were exposed on Saturday are fixable and maybe even fixable in a short week. And, and they, they don't expect Iowa to have the same kind of success on the ground that Illinois was able to, to have. Do you, do you agree with that? Uh, yes and no. I think the, the big part is um, Nebraska has given up so much quarterback run 
over the course of this season. And I know Iowa doesn't live with the quarterback run outside of four-yard quarterback sneaks. <laughs> if you want to do that for 80 yards, I guess that would work. <laughs> um, but uh, the the running game, now, as much as the, the players may have said that they don't think I, Illinois, uh, what Illinois did is going to be the same product from Iowa, I, Iowa's run game worries me as someone who's watching this game because Nebraska's run defense has not been fantastic. Uh, Nebraska, the Blackshirts, back-to-back games giving up around 500 yards. Like that's <laughs> you give that up a, a couple of times, and luckily Nebraska won one of those games, which is amazing. Um, and that happens to be the winless Penn State game. Yeah. Um, the, you, you called it tough this last week. <laughs> the word I used was embarrassing. Uh, tough is like the nicest way anyone has described this last <laughs> week. Started on the the very first play. It's it's actually a forward pass when he's past the line of scrimmage, and they call it a fumble. Don't even review it. Um, Big Ten officials, as much as anyone wants to complain about that, especially over the last week. Sorry, Purdue. Uh, but the the game did not go well in any aspect, and the coaching staff and the players said that they were low energy last week. And gosh, that that's more worrisome than players just not executing. Is that you can go an entire week of practice after a win, and players not be focused and not have energy. From what we heard on Monday, is that the energy is back up and they're laser focused. But like that is that is more worrisome than anything that can happen through execution and scheme is if the players, especially this team that fought so hard to get the season back, is not locked in halfway through. Um, and taking on this Iowa team, like there's a reason that Iowa's a double-digit favorite uh, after Nebraska got reverse covered by Illinois. Well, and then the mustaches will help too, I'm sure. The must, yeah, the mustaches are going to help. Look, a not serious answer was given to a not serious question, and you would have thought that Cade Warner had like spit on Tom Osborne. It was uh, like social media, and rightfully so, from like opposing fans. Like, I, I see the the Iowa media jump on that. Of course, jump on that all day. See see other Big Ten fans jump on that. Of course, that's a great thing to, to take away from an opposing player's press conference. But the amount of Nebraska fans that got so upset and said, well, maybe try winning, maybe, maybe try doing this. And it's like, you can do two things at once. Yes. You, to grow a mustache, especially for guys that age, if they, especially like a guy like Cade Warner who grows a beautiful mustache, <laughs> like that thing is righteous. For those kinds of guys, Okay, what do you do? You just don't shave for a week. That's fine. Like you can still do all these other things, but um, the Husker, Husker fans are a little out of control right now in 2020, and I think it's a lot of folks are on edge because they're used to getting to some bowl games, and right now, one win away from just another consecutive losing season, and you know, or one loss away, I guess. Yeah. Um, as you said, all you have to do is not shave. Maybe it gives you extra time to prepare for Iowa. You know, you don't have those exactly. forty-five seconds in the bathroom each morning. Uh, another thing that that came out of Lincoln yesterday is that Scott Frost, or at least what I saw, says uh, he hasn't named a starting quarterback for Friday afternoon. Who do you think we're going to see under center to start that game? Logan Smothers. No, uh, <laughs> it'll be yeah. If, if Logan Smothers shows up, fantastic. You heard it here first. Uh, but no, it's going to be, I really think Luke McCaffrey is going to start under center. Um, Adrian might come in a little bit sooner. That was something that was really perplexing against Illinois. We, 
we're certain that we were going to get Luke for the second straight week. I mean, the guy gets his first start, and you go out and you win the game, even if things didn't look great in the second half against Penn State. Um, Nebraska, going into the Illinois game, had scored six total points in the second half through three games. Like, that's not great. Um, added a touchdown against Illinois, so you already improved that this last game. But we knew we were going to see Luke against the Illini. It was Adrian Martinez not showing up despite – three interceptions and a fumble to start the game. So four turnovers for Luke McCaffrey. And we didn't see Martinez until the very last drive of the game. Um, And then Martinez threw a touchdown pass, which was the team's only second touchdown pass of the season, um, which I know Iowa's got a, like, god-awful numbers passing touchdowns this season too. So so you guys know what that's like to be like, wow, someone just catch a ball and run into the end zone. Um, but I really think it's going to be a mix. The Nebraska offense looked best, honestly, when you had both quarterbacks in some form or fashion against Ohio State to start the season, and then immediately the coaching staff went away from it. I don't know why they do that. There was a couple years ago that uh, Nebraska against Ohio State pulled out the triple option and went, went with like the wing backs, and everything looked really cool and did it for just like a drive against Ohio State, and we never saw it again. So hopefully this coaching staff can go back to things that look like they work, and right now the things that work is getting both Adrian Martinez and Luke McCaffrey on the field and finding a way to get Wandale Robinson the ball probably in the backfield. Like This offense feels broken at this point with not knowing who your quarterback is day-to-day. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. We've seen... Far more successful coaches through two and a half seasons at Nebraska, uh, you know, get fired, get run out of town, and and have the fan base really turn on them. But Scott Frost obviously has the history, and, and I'm guessing that gives him some more leeway. Uh, when you talk to Nebraska fans just over there in Lincoln, what, what's your sense? Is is his seat heating up at all? No, no, it, it's not. Now, if this was uh, if if this was a, say a normal year where everyone got all of their spring practices in and you got the full fall and um, Nebraska faced some attrition like a number of other schools did because of the things where you brought in some decent guys, specifically Nebraska lost a few guys from uh, that they signed from a pretty good class out of Florida. Um, and that's hurting this defensive back uh, defensive back room. Um, who's got, who's had some injuries and had some guys miss part of a game because of uh, targeting calls. So there there have been some things that have happened in 2020 that I think give most coaches uh, a little bit more leeway this year. Now, if this is year five, I think that's definitely heating up a lot more. But in general, I think the fan base wants to give a full four-year cycle and see what happens through a lot of that. Because even Adrian Martinez, who really is Frost's guy at quarterback, it was he got the job at Nebraska and then offered Adrian Martinez. So how much, how much scouting really went into that for that class for Nebraska right off the bat? And that's one of your, one of your leaders and one of your captains. 
I don't think it's necessarily heating up, but you're starting to see some people get a little bit more upset with the way certain games are schemed. Run the ball guy peeks out a lot. Just put the quarterback under center and quarterback sneak for the love of God when you get inside the five because for some reason Nebraska, even when it's first and goal at the one, taking snaps out of shotgun, like those kinds of things are infuriating. And we know that that's not a, a player issue. So there are some folks that are upset with aspects of the coaching staff and Coach Frost, but him being on the hot seat, I, I would say, if anything, it's uh, you, you've turned on the tap water. It's not heating up yet. One thing that has certainly heated up is Nebraska's adversarial relationship with the the conference as a whole. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know that it was ever a perfect fit, uh, but it certainly has has felt disjointed uh, ever since August, and you know the decision to cancel football and everything that we all know has happened since then. Uh, what does the fan base think of the Big Ten and whether or not it's a good fit for the program? You know, AD, I think it's a, it's generational, and I, I think this was maybe a little bit generational a decade ago too is that there are some, some older folks. Now, now even myself, like, I graduated high school, and then, like, while I was in college is when the switch happened the, of conferences. And that was a wild time to be in college as well, just not knowing, like, hey, is my school changing conferences too? Um, and, and at the time, there were a lot of older folks that said, absolutely not. This is who we grew up. This is our conference. These, these are the teams, especially the – the Oklahomas and the Colorados and the K-States uh, and the Missouris, like you went through and said, these are the traditional teams that we're supposed to be playing regardless of sport. Now there are some younger folks like me, and especially the guys that are coming up right now, like think about that. The recruits coming in now, they only really know Nebraska in the big 10. So from, I think it's really generational that the, the, even the college students, whether or not they're, they're a student athlete, is that it's Nebraska in the Big Ten. But with all of that said, Nebraska is definitely, I wouldn't say like the bad boy of the league, but Nebraska is definitely uh, the one who's, who's an outlier. It, it's geographic, being this far to the west. Like, first of all, you, you get to Iowa City, and that's basically feels like the Rocky Mountains for someone from Columbus. Right. Um, so you continue to go past that, and we're basically Pac-12 country to a lot of the lot of the rest of the league, um, especially when you, when you get all the way out to a Penn State and the Rutgers in Maryland. This is forever away. Um, so that kind of goes into it that it's not an easy drive to get here from some of the other places. There, I think it's it's going to be generational for a while that Nebraska feels out of place in the Big Ten. But I think a lot of Nebraskans also are going to continue for years to come to embrace the fact that Nebraska is different within the league and wants to be a little bit rogue while playing within that Big Ten sphere. He is at iCalebHenry on Twitter. Give him a follow for all your Husker news. Check out his work at KLIN Radio where he is the sports director. Uh, Caleb, this was fun, man. I appreciate the time as always. Hey, of course. Good luck this week, AD. There it is. That was a fun conversation with my guy, Caleb Henry. Check him out. Uh, and uh, and this should be a fun game on Friday. Hopefully it doesn't come down to another last-second kick, but hopefully it is a six-straight win for Iowa over Nebraska. We will not have a Hawkeye Nation radio show this week as we are taking the week off for Thanksgiving, uh, but we will have an instant reaction podcast. I'm not 100% sure what I'm going to do yet. 
the game will end what 3:30 maybe closer to 4 and then and then the Hawks tip off at 4 against Southern that afternoon so I'm wondering should I just do a joint instant reaction podcast should I wait till after the basketball game and do just one long instant reaction for for football and basketball and really by then I'll be able to cover two basketball games cuz I don't think I'll have an instant reaction Wednesday after the game against North Carolina Central we have basketball though the season is starting I'm excited this should be a really fun Friday and uh, I hope you guys enjoy it I hope you have a happy Thanksgiving, whatever you're doing, wherever you're going to be, and whoever you're going to be with, uh, we will have it all covered. HawkeyeNation.com, Rick Brown, Rob Howe, John Bonenkamp, Anna Kaiser. We've got Lucy Rodine, Joe Hugan, and myself. We're, uh, we're, we're putting out content as often as we can. And we appreciate your support of Hawkeye Nation. Uh, Check us out all week and next week and forever. Why not? It's Hawkeye Nation. We appreciate it. Uh, Thank you for listening. Go Hawks.